0: You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 168. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com/slash one six eight.
1: You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talked like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: Hi, baby cakes.
1: Hey, beautiful girl.
0: You ready to talk to the audience?
1: I'm ready to pot it up.
0: Okay, so I have to send a shout-out. There was a lovely... Listener who wrote into the show who asked if I was saying she was she's from Australia <laughs> and she was saying when you say podians are you say are you say, are you saying podians like p o d i a n s
1: podians
0: like a lesbian or a thespian right. or like right. a podian
1: podian um,
0: or are you saying podians like
1: an C,
0: Yeah, like an audience member. So this is to tell you that <laughs> it it is podience, like an audience member yes. who listens to the pod.
1: That's it. It's a combination of pod and audience.
0: Yes. That, audience. I, that would have been such an easier thing to say. Yep. Thank you, Mr. Smith. That's why you're, you're here. You're welcome. But so we have to give a shout out to our Aussies because we've been doing this... <laughs> <laughs> this ridiculous thing. It's, it's hilarious. It's so funny to us. I have no idea. I hope, hopefully you guys will be equally as addicted to saying it as we are. But we saw this meme floating around on Facebook. And it was something. It, I can't remember exactly how it was squared up. But it said, if you say rise up, up. lights really fast, it sounds as though you are An Australian person saying
1: Razor Blades.
0: Razor Blades.
1: So it'll sound something like this Rise up lights.
0: (laughs) Rise up lights. (laughs) (laughs) We were getting the biggest kick out of it. By the way, feel free to send us any messages mocking our ridiculous Valley. Californian accents.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and trust me, I'm not mocking you at all. I love it, but it is the hardest accent for me to duplicate. I
1: think it's hard for most uh, English speakers to do. It's
0: so hard for me. So now I know how to say rice up, lights.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> in the English language, that one's a hard one to grab.
0: Oh my God. So I welcome that, to the show, everybody. <laughs> Uh, Hopefully you get a big kick out of that the way we did. But uh, we are going to cover off a brand new topic. And this was actually a written article that I had composed that I thought would be an awesome version as a pod. And it is four things you must stop lying about and what to say instead. And a lot of listeners and students love, love, love (coughs) tangible scripts. Like what do I say? And talk to my best friend's like, tell me how to say this. <laughs> I yeah. gotta I gotta give this information. How do I say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I may or may not be writing an entire section of a book that is all oh.
1: scripts. So
0: more on that. Mm-hmm. More on Cat that. Got out
1: the bag.
0: But you know, I do think I hear a little Oh, can you hear that?
1: We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat: This is a free shit alert.
0: That's right, audience, <laughs> pod people. This week, I am hosting. I'm hosting a completely free online workshop, and I do about three of these, three or four of these a year. And they are loaded. So if you think you get a ton of information from the pod, the workshops are like the next level. And then beyond that are like my paid for courses and one-on-one work and all of that stuff. But it's the next level. If you have been just kind of... a ab- absorbing this information or driving around in your car listening while you're working out and you know you need to make more solid action on some of this stuff, come hang out with me. So all you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register and you will just, all you have to do is enter your name and email. We'll send you all of the details. And this particular workshop is called Four Easy Ways to Silence Your Inner Shit Talker. So this particular class is all about that barrage of commentary that we hear in our own minds all the time, telling us we're not good enough, telling us that we're ugly, incompetent, that uh, that we're just not destined for success, all of that negative self-talk
1: mm-hmm.
0: that we all experience, but how the fuck do we manage it? What do we do about it? We all have it. It's a part of our human psyche. Yeah. But what do, we, what do we do? Like, it's so intangible. It's like when people are like, well, just be positive. Like, oh, well, I will fucking just be positive. Just okay. get right on that. I'll just get right... Re- what the hell? What so, was I thinking? <laughs> so we're going to cover off four major ways to start creating change. And so part of that will be looking at this... Entity in your mind and how to actually catch it when it's speaking negatively to you. We're also going to talk about how to stop sabotaging yourself with the need for perfection. Mm. We talked about that a lot last week. And I heard from a lot of audience members saying, I didn't even realize that I was being a perfectionist by procrastinating.
1: Uh, you know, by saying, yeah, you know, right?
0: I'm not ready yet or I need to take another class or da, 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 that that really is an effort for perfection that's holding you back, that's mm-hmm. really limiting you. Great. So we're going to talk about that whole perfection poison situation. And then I'm also going to talk about this concept of worthiness and enoughness because a lot of times... it Truly, the nucleus for most people, the reason why they speak so negatively to themselves is because they just genuinely don't think they're valuable. And they'll say things like, I'm not worthy of of happiness. Or, I don't deserve. Or I'm not enough as mm. I am. And so I have a whole kind of formula that I'm going to present at the workshop. So you cool. definitely want to get there. And I'm going to talk... To you, this is one of my favorite things is to talk about how to craft mantras that don't feel like a big bullshit lie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a huge one that we see. <laughs> you cool. know, like, I'm worthy, I'm valuable. And you're like, I cannot buy into that. Like, I, I am ju-
1: one with the universe.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm the divine goddess. Oh, God, I can't with that. <laughs> I can't with the goddess shit. Oh, my God. So, I want to speak to myself in a voice that is better than how I have been speaking to myself, Mm -hmm. but also realistic, something I can buy into. So I have a whole formula on that. So I truly hope that you join me. It's completely free. Again, it's going off this week. You'll have a couple of different time options depending on where you're located. So just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register and you can grab your seat. Cool. Yeah. Sounds awesome! Yeah, I I'm always, there. I put together a huge workbook that <laughs> that is truly designed to get you into action because it's not it, the personal development is, is different in the sense that you can't just say, like for instance, with weight loss, eat this thing, eat, don't eat this thing, right. lift this weight this many times per week, and da da, you're healthy. In personal development, it is a lot of thought work and it's a lot of intuition and spirituality, which is very hard for people to wrap their head around. So, obviously, if you... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, literally. (laughs) So, if you listen to the pod and you like that I'm always breaking things down into steps and actual action pieces, I think you would love the workshop. So, come hang out. Sweet. Yeah. You can come hang out, too. I'm sure everybody would love to...
1: Yeah, if I'm invited, I'm never getting invited to these things.
0: You can't come to t- to the retreats cuz they're women only.
1: Well, I But can you pretend. can come to
0: the workshops. All right. You can pretend to be yeah, a oh, I'll pretend. wow, that's exciting. <laughs> so, yeah, you definitely need to go. <clears throat> but let's let's hand over the mic to you for a minute.
1: Okay. So, we're here for the oh, for my segment. Would you rather Yes. today's would you rather I'm going to Get morbid, just for a minute.
0: A, l- just a little bit macabre, if you a will. A little
1: bit macabre, if you will. Okay. Uh, a little bit Poe.
0: Ooh. Um, As in Edgar Allan? Edgar Allan. Nice.
1: Would you rather be burned alive? Jesus. Or buried alive?
0: Oh my God, burned, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's
1: that's like a no-brainer for I me.
0: cannot. Buried alive is one of the most terrifying. Mean, I mean, burned alive is horrible.
1: Horrible. But it's over. In a few minutes,
0: right? Yes, yes.
1: But right. not buried. No, 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 no. You run out of oxygen. Yeah.
0: I'm so like stunned about your would you rather right now. I don't even know to <laughs> do <did> it myself.
1: <laughs> I told you I was going to get macabre.
0: This is called the joy junkie show. I for know. Sake. Well, you
1: know. I got to bring it down a little.
0: If we have any new listeners, please don't leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it does get a lot more positive. I promise. <laughs>
1: Um, oh, I, I failed at that segment. <laughs>
0: oh, poor Mister Smith. I thought
1: I thought maybe the you know the death and dying people out there would like it.
0: Well, I, well, as we've been hanging out and seeing that all the Halloween stuff is starting. That's true. I can so I can give you a already? little bit of a free pass. <laughs> Are you so kidding me? It's, it's pumpkin a little, spice really? season, bitch! Like it's, it's I time,
1: know, right? I love me some. Pumpkin. You are the pumpkin spice queen. It's like the
0: white girl must must be thing. Yeah, like it's so white. Of me. So white
1: of you. <laughs> pumpkin
0: spice and fucking ranch.
1: Oh, R- ranch dressing. Good point.
0: Oh my god, so embarrassing.
1: All right, so that's my would you rather.
0: Well, okay.
1: <laughs> Just gonna go hide in this corner over here.
0: Oh, tail between the legs. Gonna bury
1: myself in a box.
0: Oh, don't do that! <laughs> oh my gosh, no.
1: All right, so let's get on to our uh, subject our topic. Today.
0: Okay, so let's talk about four things that you must stop lying about, and what to actually say instead. And I want to preface this by saying that I don't believe that most people are running around thinking that they are a liar. Most people just say, quote, polite things and don't realize that what they're doing is actually lying. And I'm going to give you tons of examples. But also what you're doing when you lie to, quote, not rock the boat or people please, you're essentially saying, I'm willing to lie just so that you accept me. Or just so that I don't have a tough conversation. Or your wants and needs are more important than mine. So let me just fucking lie. (laughs) So one of the things that I talk about a lot in my Deep Down and Dirty The Tribe course that I take people through is we go through a whole week focused on core value system. And inevitably, almost everybody will have a value around honesty and integrity, as do I. Yeah. Well, guess what that means? That means... That you don't get to say yes to a bunch of shit that you really don't want to say yes to. That means that you don't make up lies (coughs) about what you're doing that evening to get out of an engagement. Mm -hmm. You say, I'm not available. That's the truth. So I want to elevate this level of integrity here. And one of the other things that I've noticed as a common theme, especially with my students, is that we are always looking to attract honest people. Like, we don't, I used to have a friend when I was in high school that would always tell me what I wanted to hear and never told me like the hard truths. And it was so uh, inauthentic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. even
0: though it was, it was not coming from a malicious place. It was coming from a kind place, like wanting to help sure, me.
1: Sure. Absolutely. It
0: wasn't what I needed or craved or wanted in a friendship. So think about that. If you want an honest spouse, if you want honesty from your subordinates or your co-parts or from your children, how honest are you being? So I want you to kind of keep that in mind as we go through these four major things that a lot of us lie about. And some of them are social niceties and some of them are simple denial, things that we're in denial about. Okay. But I really want you to start shining the light on where this is applicable for you. So the first one is saying yes when you really mean hell no.
1: That's your big thing. That's one of my... That's one of your biggest things. That
0: is one of my biggest things, right? And for each of these, I'm going to tell you what to say say instead. So these are the situations. I'm not talking about where, like, things you don't want to do. Like, of course, I don't want to pay my taxes. (laughs) I mean, I don't mean that from, like, a... I don't want to contribute. I'm saying like it's not something I want to do. It's not fun. It's not fun. a fun way to spend your money. It's not fun yeah. to spend spend time working on my taxes. It's not Fair. fun to pick up dog shit. It's not it's not <laughs> stuff like that I'm that I'm talking about. I'm talking about situations where you're guilted into saying yes to something or doing something you really don't want to do. Because of fear, because you're afraid of how you might be received, what somebody might think of you, what you've made that mean about who you are if you decline. Mm-hmm. I'm letting them down. You, it's my responsibility to make them happy, all of that stuff. So let's say you have a situation where somebody wants to borrow something, like your neighbor wants to borrow you know, a brand new fitness video that you have and you know very well with their track record that you're likely to not get it back or not get it back for months on end. And everything in you is like, fuck no. And then you're like, sure. (laughs) Liar. liar, Pants on fire. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Or your mom is guilting you into going to a family get-together with a bunch of people who always give you such a hard time for not being married or having too many tattoos or when are you going to have another baby or when are you going to have a baby or you know it's something you really really don't want to do you're motivated from a place of guilt and fear which will absolutely get you into action doesn't mean it feels good yeah but then you're like sure sounds fun mom and now you commit to this event that you don't wanna be a part of, that you don't enjoy. Or something like you know, your kid's teacher says, will you chaperone this class field trip? And you're like, oh my God, I I can't even imagine how I'm gonna make time for all this other stuff that I need to get done. And you're like, totally, I'll be there. (laughs) Totally. So one of the things that you can do that's really easy is if somebody asks you for something like this via text or email, these are like the blessings from the universe, is when you're, you, you're not asked directly in person. And I'm going to tell you what to say if you're asked directly in person. But if you tend to people please or lie <laughs> about being there for somebody or whatever it happens to be, our response is usually when we get that email or we get that text, we're like, oh, sure, yeah, I'll be there. Instead of really thinking through, if I say that's a good point. If I say yes to this, because a lot of times it's gut reaction because Mm -hmm. we've nurtured that way of being for decades, so we're just like, oh my god, yeah. Oh, do you need this? Let me see if I get. And then you bend over backwards. I'm a classic case of that. I used to volunteer. People didn't even ask me, but I would volunteer to take on a shit ton of work. So for (laughs) me, I had to stop myself from volunteering things. (laughs) Because then I would inevitably have no time for myself, no time for you. Yeah. And get really pissed, really frustrated when I did it to myself. Because there's a choice. (laughs) I
1: look at that when I look at my schedule and I go, oh man, I get a little overwhelmed with all the things that I have to do. And then I realize those are all things that I put on my schedule. So it must mean that I want to do them. Right. I wouldn't have put it on my schedule if it wasn't something that I would... Wanted to do, right? So just enjoy the fact that you've got a schedule full of things that you want to do, and it totally changed my perspective on. It got me out of that overwhelmed state of oh I have so much to do,
0: right, right, Uh,
1: and I went oh this is gonna be fun oh that's gonna be fun I get to see this person and you know and I Mm -hmm. kind of like changed my mind thoughts you know the thoughts that I would projecting onto that yeah and it really helped me.
0: Well, there's a couple of things there that I think you pointed to. One is you've changed a lot in your ability to say no. so You
1: mean just personally?
0: No, to your clients.
1: Oh, to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because it used to be, and if people did anything that came with a guilt, like, oh my God, my back, I don't think I can handle it if I don't see you. Or what am I going to do if you can't work on me? Yeah. Or what do you mean you don't have any, any you're all booked up next week, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so you take that on as your responsibility. Yeah. Instead of, Acknowledging what's really happening there. That if you say yes to them, that means that you are inevitably saying no to something else. And or you're often-
1: overworking yourself or whatever. But I, I think on a deeper level, and this might apply, is I felt like, oh, I get to be the savior. Right. I get to come in and save the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, even at the expense of overworking or... You know, uh, having to renege on another obligation or something like that. Oh, I've got an emergency client. It sounds so, you know. Important. Important. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, I already made a commitment to something else and I need to withhold, you know, uh, upstand to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, of
0: course.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Well, I think, so it, it, that's exactly what I'm talking about is if you say yes to all these things, what you're saying no to is downtime relaxation self-care other relationships that are important to you knowledge and education i mean so many things so i want you to understand that when you make that choice and don't get it twisted it is a fucking choice to say yes to people especially when it's something you don't want that is you have to know that there's a trade-off yeah you're you're actually saying no to yourself. Now, the other thing that you mentioned about that scenario that I think is really worth underlining is the stuff that's on your calendar is shit you want to do. Yeah. yeah. That's very different than people asking things of you and you don't want to do them. Right. Are you. Th- it's 100% about making that other person happy mm-hmm. or being motivi- motivated from that place of guilt or fear. But what's amazing is if you can sit with that pang of guilt, because I still get that. I still get that when a client's like, do you, have en- you don't have anything this week. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? There's that guilt of like, oh, my God, I need to take care of it. And then I remember what I teach and the <laughs> examples that I set. And I sit with that guilt for a second. Because that's the problem is we don't sit with that guilt. We react to the guilt. Mm-hmm. And we go, okay, I'll be there. No, I, I'll squeeze you in. I'll figure it out. I'll rearrange some things. I had to, instead of just sitting it with it and go, ooh, this is where it's hard. This is where it's hard. And then say something like, you know what? Let me think on that for a bit. Or even posing another question. Like, how soon do you need an answer?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Can I, or even saying something assertive, like, you know what? I'm going to need to get back to you or let me run this by my husband. I'm not sure what we've got going on that week. Anything that you can buy yourself some time.
1: I did that today. You did? hmm
0: Do tell. Uh,
1: I was at my chiropractor's office. We had our trade today and his wife was there who was a personal trainer. And she was like, oh, she came into the door. <clears throat> she said, oh, I was going to call you. We're having an event on Wednesday night all on this ketogenic diet and things like that. And, you know, I put my defenses up because I'm like, oh, was that, is this a a, a multi-level marketing thing? And what am I getting myself into? Do I have to sell
0: protein powder?
1: Right. Like, what is it exactly? So now, because I said, you know what? I don't have anything on my schedule right now, but let me check with my wife and see if there's anything going and I'll get back to you. Yes. So that it gave me some time to kind of uh, ingest what she said and figure out okay, is this something I really want to do? Yes. And how do I get more information so I know that it is something I want to do?
0: That's right. That's right.
1: So, yeah. I I love that.
0: Way to go, babe. (laughs) Way to go. So, my other very favorite thing is if it's their urgency and they're really up a creek or they're like, I need to know now my favorite response and you might have heard me say this before but if you need an answer right now i'm going to have to politely decline thank you so much for thinking of me mm-hmm. grace and kindness it's a, it, it's their shit to manage right and yes it and and it's totally up to you if it's something where you really 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 want to come through for them Um, And I'm not going to... I think
1: that's a great underline right there, though, is to say, like, if you really do want to come through for that person, then none of this is really applicable.
0: That's not applicable because it's not something that's a hell no for you. Exactly. I'm talking about the shit you say yes to and something else suffers. Yeah. And a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you take it out on your spouse. (laughs) Wow. You know, where you've put so much on your plate. Like, even you and I have said, like, I know... I know... you know, you've got a lot of stress or things are going on. That's not my fault. You mm-hmm. know, and we've right. had to, we've both had that conversation. Like, please don't take it out on me. Yeah. So don't get it twisted. Saying yes to a bunch of shit you don't want will have repercussions. Sometimes it's physical even. So I'm not going to get too too much in depth with that. But watch yourself. Stop saying yes to shit you don't want to do. And always say thank you. Like, you can always say thank you so much for thanking me. Being gracious, being kind. That's one of my favorite things things to use is gratitude like oh my gosh i appreciate you reaching out or thank you so much for thinking of me unfortunately i'm not able to be there or unfortunately that's not going to work out but thank you for thinking of me that's not like you would have to be the biggest dick to be like fuck you what do you mean i mean when somebody (laughs) responds so kindly like that right if somebody is not nice about that you do not need them in your life like period All right. Number two, thing that you need to not lie about anymore is saying nothing's wrong when everything is wrong.
1: I hate that. That's one thing I appreciate about you is you've never done that. You never played those mind games. I love that.
0: This is this is kind of a stereo. Let me not overstep that. Thank you so much, babe. Thank you for saying that lovely <laughs> kind of thing. That was a beautiful gift that you just gave me, Aww, and I did not. There's the coach Let right me there. accept it. <laughs> okay. See, see, people, I'm walking my talk here. So this is one of those like classic things that we usually see in relationships, and it goes both ways. You ask your partner, "What's wrong?" Nothing, when clearly something is wrong. Oh, You're so being a motherfucking liar. Now this one is pretty straightforward, but I want to dig a little bit deeper on why we do this most of us did not grow up in a environment where the range of human emotions was acceptable where being super depressed was okay or being angry was okay or Uh, being really upset or crying was okay. Most of the time we had parents who like would shut that down Mm -hmm. or they were extreme examples of those things. Like your mom who always fell apart or your dad who was always angry Something like that, where you started putting <laughs> kind of like a, a belief about those emotions. Like, if I'm feeling sad, I don't want to sound like my mom, so let me shut that shit down.
1: Right. Or
0: if I'm angry about something, I'm just going to pretend like everything's okay because I, God forbid, I sound like my father.
1: mm mm-hmm, or,
0: mm-hmm. or it could be messaging you received from your childhood. Like, you know, like typically little boys this is like so so hard for me to be with but you know the, the messaging of like little boys don't cry mm-hmm. or you need to man up or you need to, you know all that bullshit about not experiencing your emotions so then we get into these adult relationships where we're feeling something based off of a whole realm of scenarios maybe we're upset about something at work we're upset about something with our partner we're pissed about the political situation and somebody asks you what's wrong and you say nothing. That is like having an ailment in your body and saying you don't deserve to go to the doctor. Right. That is like what is happening. You are experiencing pain and you don't think it's valuable enough for you to process it or you're just fucking terrified. Now, I'm not saying that you go and tell tell any Tom, Dick, and Harry how you were so triggered about abuse issues today. Like, I'm not talking about that. (laughs) I'm talking about when there is somebody who really genuinely wants to be there for you. Who's ready to be that support system. Because most of us who are really strong willed, um, I can do it, I can take care of myself type of people. Independent. Independent. (laughs) We've got beautiful spirits around us. Who want to be there for us and we don't allow them.
1: That's true. That's the other side of the coin, isn't it?
0: Or you have a partner who's begging to include for you to include them or be vulnerable with them and you keep shutting them out. So start looking for those opportunities. So here's what you say instead. I don't expect that you say, um, well, I'm really feeling like shit or quote, becoming a complainer. That's not what I'm talking about. If you're a complainer, you chronically and consistently bitch about shit. That's very different than being upset about a scenario. Right. Okay? So you're not going to become a complainer just by sharing something that's human about you. Right? Right. That's upsetting. So, I suggest, and this is what I do myself, it, and I do this with my classes too because we always, when we get on the phone together as a group, we talk about where's everybody at? How are you feeling? And I don't want them to just say, I'm amazing. Everything's being fantastic. You know, if they're not, and I'll jump on the line and say like, you guys have been really down today because I want to show that I'm human. They're human. We're allowed to feel what we feel and we can be fucking honest about it. We don't have to pretend like there's nothing wrong. Right. Right. So saying something like... You know what? I'm having kind of a tough day today, or I'm really going through some stuff, but I'm not quite ready to talk about it. But I really appreciate you asking. God,
1: that's some next level shit.
0: That's all you have to say. That's
1: amazing, though. It's like it, it, it's like so obvious. Right. To say that.
0: And and so that's the thing too. Is it's we, so
1: obvious. It isn't obvious.
0: Well, we think that. If we say some, something's wrong, that we now have to get into a huge conversation and ball our eyes out and be embarrassed and do... No. All I'm saying is the first step is just acknowledging that there's actually something wrong. You yes. can say, I'm yes. not ready to talk about it. Or it's something I need to work through. Or I'm still digesting some stuff. I think stuff. people
1: don't like those un- uncomfortable moments where they're... they're totally. If you, if you say... Um, I just, I'm feeling horrible today and I'm having the worst day. Uh, it puts the other person on the spot to have to try to say or do something to fix it or to help you. Yeah. And if you say it that way, it's like, I don't need help. I, I, I'm just going through it.
0: But thank you so but much for asking. Thank you for
1: asking. Yeah. Then it's not just a formality of,
0: right. oh, everything is great.
1: I have clients come in and do that all the time. And I'm like, please don't do that with me right like you know whatever you do outside of this room great but in here I want you to come to me with some genuine like honesty.
0: tell me honestly how you feel right. I've done that for people who um I'll never forget years and years ago a colleague of mine had just lost somebody very dear to him and I was like hey how are you doing and he was like "I'm oh, good I'm good and I was like how are you really doing Mm-hmm. And then he opened up and shared with me. And again, perhaps I was that safe person that he was willing to talk to.
1: Sure.
0: It, they don't have, I'm just saying, stop being a fucking liar. That's all I'm saying <laughs> is like even saying something like, you know what? It hasn't been the best one today, but I'm handling some stuff and I'm going to come out the other side. Um, thank you for asking though. Right. You yeah. don't have to it doesn't matter who's asking you. Exactly. Now, if it's a total stranger, I mean, it may not it may not even be like, work. "How are you doing today?" Ew. All creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> All right, so we've got to move on, but I'm just saying, especially <clears throat> people in your intimate circles, you, you don't want to be lying about this stuff. All right, so number three is you are telling yourself that you aren't enough or you're not allowed to want something, or it's just not possible for you to be happy. Essentially telling yourself something about your worth, your self-worth. So I'm not going to dig into this one that deeply because we're going off about a lot of this stuff very much in depth at the workshop. So again, if you want some huge tools around this whole concept of Feeling enough, like I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, I'm intelligent, you know, all you know, pretty enough, good enough parent. Mm-hmm. If those are triggering for you, then please, please, please go to thejoyjunkie.com/register and come to this workshop. I think it'll be hugely enlightening, specifically around this concept of worth. So, in essence, and what I was saying earlier at the at the beginning of the show is that. If we feel like everybody is better than us and this is like the roots of the tree. This is not something that we go, yeah, I think everybody's better than me or yeah, I think everybody's more valuable than we don't. Sure. It's it's like the roots that permeate throughout the entire tree that affects how we behave yeah. and how we engage with others. So, if you really do value the person that you are, oftentimes you don't have trouble saying no or declining or being honest, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, And it takes a lot of fostering. So uh, what I suggest that you say, and again, at the workshop, we're going to go through this in depth with the mantra maker, and we talk about a concept that I use called, uh, that I've coined, progressive language. So for instance what to say to yourself instead. If you're saying like, that's just not good enough. You're not, you're not smart enough. You're not, you know, you didn't do enough to get that promotion or whatever. You're just talking shit, right? Just mad shit. It feels like a big bullshit lie to say, I'm valuable. I'm worthy. I am enough. So what I would say is to just start with, that's actually not true. I define my own enoughness. I define my own worthiness. Like you don't necessarily have to jump into the whole I value who I am. Now, of course, if you can, do it. Absolutely. And I do find that that's like the next level for a lot of my students. Once they start warming up to speaking kindly to themselves, they keep going to the point where, you know, where myself and a lot of my colleagues are where It's so easy. Like, I fucking love myself. Oh, I'm totally worthy. Right. You know? Yeah, and oh my gosh, I like, absolutely am worthy of everything I did. And that has not always been the case. Absolutely not. But if you were to work with something like progressive language, it's it's usually, it's saying something like, I'm redefining my views about worth or I'm exploring a different definition of enoughness. Or I'm exploring what it feels like to feel valuable in my marriage or as a parent or whatever. So, you just want to start saying something different to yourself than saying you aren't good enough mm. or that wasn't enough. You're not smart enough, skinny enough to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, if you hear that voice, you can always instantly trump it by just saying, uh, that's actually not true. Like sometimes you just have to catch the voice and go, wait, stop. Yeah. No, that's actually not true.
1: Yes, that's so true. So, I mean, not true. But or true. not true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Number four is telling yourself that you can't. You know how the I do The trash love this. can't? Yeah. You got to throw it in the trash can't. Or saying something like, I just don't have a choice.
1: Always have a choice. You always have mm-hmm. a choice.
0: You just don't like your options. Right. That's what you're saying. So, If you've listened to the pod, I'm sure you've heard me go off about can't. Most of the time, can't is a big fucking excuse. And it's a huge piece of denial. And so is, I just don't have a choice. And it's a martyrdom. Mm
1: -hmm, It's like a victim.
0: mm -hmm. I just don't have a choice. Like, oh, my hands are tied. No, you just have choices you don't like. And usually one of the choices is speaking the fuck up for yourself. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to have... Awkward ass conversations, so we f- we make up that we can't. Well, I c- I can't tell my husband what I really feel about our sex life. Oh, I could never tell my sister what I think about our family events. She would be destroyed. No, you fucking can. You just choose not to. <laughs> you choose, not me. right? Like I'm getting all worked <laughs> up when
1: you get fired up. It's so cute. <laughs> Which you guys can see her, her expressions and how much she uses her arms. Hilarious! It's
0: a wonder I don't knock over the mic.
1: I know, right?
0: Oh, my gosh. So if you haven't heard me say this before, I believe that can't is reserved for things that are not humanly possible. Um, like, I cannot roll my... Like, I can't just manufacture a cocoon and hibernate for a couple of weeks and then bust out of a cocoon that I made through my own body and <laughs> all of a sudden become a butterfly. Like, that is not humanly possible, right? Like, that's a legitimate, literal can't. Yes. I cannot. But saying something like, I just, I can't leave this job, or I can't tell him how I feel, or I can't work out at night, most of the time, what you really mean is won't. I won't, Mm -hmm. I won't tell him how I feel, I won't work out in the evening, or not willing. You can also substitute it with not willing. So I want you, the next time you hear yourself say, I can't or could never, fill it in with, I won't or I am not willing. And just call a spade a spade and start looking at where your arrested development is. What are you thinking?
1: I just thinking, you know there's that I literally can. <laughs> right, right, right. Right? You can say, I literally am not willing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I That's...
1: literally will not do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't work.
0: I literally won't. But people do this all the time. That is so great, babe. Oh my God, I can't even. Do you see? Yes, you can. <laughs> do you see? Yes, you can. Uh, no. I won't even.
1: I won't. I'm not I, willing to even
0: i'm I'm not willing to even on that. That's so great. I love it. Um, oh my God, I love it. and i I say I can't all the time. right. But I do it in jest. It's yeah,
1: not, it's it's a phrase, but maybe you should stop saying it
0: well, i'll I'll entertain that idea. <laughs> but a lot of times, I how I feel about words. I was just discussing this with a student. I don't feel like there's hard and fast rules of saying things positively or negatively saying can't or won't. I think all of it has to do with how you feel about something. Mm. So if you're saying, I just don't have a choice or I can't not text him when it's your ex Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you feel like shit and you feel like you don't have power. That's when you start looking nice, right? That's a good tool. When you say, I can't quit this job and it feels awful and binding and restrictive and powerless Then you probably need to start saying, no, I choose to be here right now in service of other things. Right. Or I'm not willing to leave this job at this moment because my financial stability is more important to me.
1: (laughs) It's so funny. It just sounds like legal talk. Like you have to be so literal in what you say that, that the mind believes it.
0: You just have to call a spade a spade because whatever it it all has to do with what it means to you. Yeah. And again, we're going to talk about this a lot in the work in the workshop about the truths that we create we create ourselves that nobody else told us necessarily, but we just create them. Yeah. And then we believe them. That's why I was saying mm-hmm. it's somewhat of denial when right. you say like, oh, I can't, I can't not text him. Right. Oh, I could never block him on Facebook. Really? Because when you're burying yourself in a pint of hagen dazs and like slamming a (laughs) bottle of wine, stalking his Facebook page, feeling like shit, and then getting on the phone with me or being in a a group with me and telling me, I can't, I can't. By the way, that's completely fictional. I would never tell a real client story. But then telling me you can't block him off of Facebook or you can't close the Facebook app out. No, no, no. You're not willing. You won't. You
1: literally can.
0: You literally can. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so that's what you say instead, is you start calling a spade a spade and start saying won't or not willing, just so that you're really clear about not creating excuses, but creating choices. I love it. Yeah. So those are the four, four things that you've got to stop lying about. And again, I've obviously mentioned the workshop quite a few times. I really do think it's a huge... In depth, awesome training for free. Obviously, I do this shit that's rich and amazing, I think, humbly saying, (laughs) uh, every single week. And because I want to touch as many lives as I can and still be able to run my business. Right. And if I can do both and it's of service to people, let's do it. Uh, So, again, if you want in on it, uh, four easy ways to silence your inner shit talker. Just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register. You can also find it in the show notes page for this episode.
1: That's awesome. Great one.
0: Anything you wanted to add, baby doll?
1: I think I've added quite enough.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you sharing like your real world examples. My
1: anecdotal experiences. I really
0: appreciate it. (laughs) And for legal, all of the opinions that have been expressed here are not any liability for the Joy Junkie Enterprises or Amy Smith Uh or Mr. Smith. (laughs)
1: Perfect. Not bad. You got to say that a lot faster, though. I
0: know. Yeah, Maybe I, know. I could speed it up.
1: Yeah, there you go. I
0: don't know. Anyway, all I've, right, I've, audience, I've, we love you. We love you so much. And again, as always, if you <coughs> enjoy the show, we will not fight off any iTunes reviews. We would love that. Really appreciate it. And get your ass to class. And hopefully, I'll connect with you uh, this week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life,
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Out.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm.